nightmare scenario played out this past spring for some Northwest Arkansas residents as a tornado sprang up in the early morning of March 30th in Washington County. Nearly four months have passed and some of those affected by the storm are still dealing with the physical, emotional, and financial toll. That's our topic today on this edition of the Know the News podcast, a production of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette Newsroom. I'm Dave Perosic, your host this week, and I have two guests joining me today. I want to start by introducing Mary Beth Kemp. She's a journalist interning with us at the newspaper this summer. She's uh, also uh, going into her senior year at the University of Arkansas Fayetteville and is uh, going, going to be managing editor of the Arkansas Traveler, the UA's student newspaper. Mary Beth wrote a story that we have coming for our readers this weekend, revisiting the March tornado and its lingering impacts. Mary Beth, hello, and uh, thanks for being here with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. And also with us today is Nat- Natalie Torquato. Natalie is a Springdale resident whose home was one of many that were damaged in the tornado. Natalie, thanks very much for taking some time to join us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, so, Mary Beth, I want to start with you. Um, could you just take us through you know, what happened on March 30th and take us through the aftermath a little bit uh, and explain for us a little bit about um, you know, what kind of impact the tornado had? Yeah, absolutely. So on March 30th, around 4 a.m., an EF3 tornado ripped through Springdale. Um, And EF3 is pretty, pretty destructive. EF5 is the highest um, on the scale. Um, So there were winds up to about 145 miles per hour, and it caused a lot of damage, hit about 164 homes, um, countless businesses. It pretty pretty much picked up the gymnasium at George Elementary School and just relocated it. Um, And it also hit the um, Woodridge Estates Mobile Home Park really really hard. Um, Luckily, no one died, but there was a lot of damage. It really affected the community. Um, And even four months later, people are still picking up that damage. Yeah. Um, Obviously, some challenges involved in um, reporting on this kind of story. What uh, how did you go about reporting on it, and what you know what kind of challenges did you encounter? Yeah, um, I knew I wanted to explore the financial aspect of it and the emotional aspect um, and just kind of examine the lasting effects um, of that kind of trauma and emotional impact as well as like financially how people are still recovering from it um, so I knew sort of that's where I wanted to start, and then I just kind of started reaching out to as many people as I could. Um, I put out a message on Facebook and Twitter and just said if anyone could share their stories, that would be helpful. Um, And that's how I found the people impacted. And from there, um, I just talked to, like I said, as many people as I could. Um, A spokesperson from the Small Business Administration, um, someone from the... um, Arkansas Disaster Relief um, Administration, trauma therapists, um, volunteers, just as many people involved as I could um, to get like a full picture, but focused on the people who were impacted the most. Natalie, I want to turn to you. Um, Your Springdale home was severely damaged 
by the tornado. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Uh, if you don't mind, could you recount, uh, recount for us your experience that morning? I mean, what was that like for you and your family? It was definitely a very interesting experience. Um, around 4 a.m., my son woke us up. He's about four years old at that time. Uh, he woke us up in the middle of the night wanting to get some juice and, you know, go through the house. And I heard this ping on the window that was kind of an interesting sound. And I was looking to see if the dog was outside. She wasn't. So I was like, okay, what was that? I looked out the window. I heard it again. And nothing was, like, outside to be seen. So I went to go talk to my husband about it. And instead, uh, a bunch of other stuff started hitting my window. And I jumped off the bed. And I started screaming at my husband that there was a tornado coming. And... Surprisingly, I've never been through a tornado or even know what a tornado looks like, but I do know that uh, the sound was definitely unforgettable. Um, at that point, I got knocked out by getting hit against the wall so hard because in, in trying to trust myself being six months pregnant and my dog off the bed, um, the door that was in front of me just slammed so hard and like, you could see that it was the wall hinges were not there anymore like everything just kind of went into the walls including myself and that's all i could recall from that moment on until about six minutes later um i didn't know until later on that it was only six minutes it felt like a lot longer but six minutes later uh it hit our house again and took my roof off and uh my kids were in the bathtub by that point I don't know exactly how my husband was able to run through the house without getting smashed up or uh, damaged in any way. And luckily was able to save both of our children successfully. Um, my son's windows were definitely smashed in all the way to where he was not able to get out of his crib on his own. And uh, so that was very, very scary. Um, by the time the roof came off and came back down, on the house, it uh, made the house and power and everything go off and the house started to leak from the ceilings. My kids started screaming bloody murder. Uh, and my dog was just like trying to keep them calm because she's a service dog. So all she's doing is, you know, like trying to keep them calm, get up on them and like, we're okay, everything's okay. Even though, you know, nothing was okay at that point. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it. The next thing I knew, there was a bunch of firemen running around our neighborhood uh, just asking if everybody was okay and then moving to the next neighborhood making sure there was nobody that was harmed. So luckily, no, nobody in my neighborhood, even though the severity of it was pretty intense, uh, got injured. Wow, okay. And so you, you had no warning that this was coming? No, not at all. Unfortunately, we were the uh, we were the house right behind the George Elementary School, mm. and from what the news was saying, the uh, tornado happened in our backyard. Basically, it started mm. in our backyard. So there was there was a warning. About ten minutes later, my phone started like you know tornado. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So can you tell us what your life has been like since then? I, um, I understand. I mean, it was quite traumatic, especially to your young son. Yeah. Um, since then, 
you know, literally that night we had to go to hotels and try to find a place that would take my dog, which was really interesting how so many places turned us down with what just happened to us. Um, luckily we did get taken in by the La Quinta Inn in Springdale and they uh, were very kind to us. They let us stay indefinitely for about a week before, like we didn't even have to tell them that we were gonna stay at that point. They were just like, how can we help you? Hmm. You know, that was very, I was so blessed. I'm sorry, I'm gonna start crying. Um, but then after that, it was just hotel after hotel after hotel after hotel. The insurance was, is still a process. Um, financially, we're struggling really hard because of what has happened to the house. Uh, it took a lot of took a lot of money really up front from us, and we're struggling to get that back. And then I also gave birth really recently, hmm. so that was also another additional cost that was a little more than we were able to handle for the minute. Luckily, insurance has been very uh, understanding of our situation uh, and helped us pay for the hotels as quickly as they could get the receipts. Hmm. But but our uh, locations changed so much that our work was farther, our distance traveling was definitely farther. Um, my kids, they both have to go to therapy. They are afraid of the weather. My youngest is not as much afraid because he is younger and he really doesn't know exactly what's happening. Um, but I can tell that it's harder for him to process what's happening around him. So that's that's really heartbreaking. You can see in, when you can see in your children's eyes that they're scared of something that you have no control over. It's very, it's very hard. And just to be clear, you have three kids. I do now. Yes. Okay. And so how old are they? I've got a now four year old, a now two year old and a newborn. Okay. And and all this time now, um, you're you're are you you're still living in the hotel? No, thankfully, uh, my mother is really uh, just a wonderful person and was able to help me out uh, and help our family get a house. I have nothing okay. inside the house, <laughs> but I have a, a house to put over my head at this point. Wonderful. And that's okay. that's all that matters. <laughs> right. Well, that, that's. That's great. That's better than hotel living. Um, uh, so the home that you were in um, is now, I mean, it's still. Uh, as you a, know, nothing's really happening to it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so many other places that got hit as well. So contractors are there's only so many people that can do that kind of project. Mm -hmm. My house was literally taken off the ground and then put back in a different spot. And then also the roof got taken up again and got shifted about four or five inches. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So they're trying to find someone at this point to actually do anything to the house. So, so it's, it's basically, you know, rotting away, but that's mm. what, what, what we could do with it at this point. Hmm. Uh, um, I, I'm presuming that you have never, lived through a tornado like this before or never been? I actually am from California. Okay. I'm an earthquake person. So okay. I've never, I don't even know anything about tornadoes. The only thing I've heard was that, you know, 
you'd have a you'd have a warning <laughs> and we did mm-hmm. not so mm. that was definitely a scare well so what are you thinking in terms of your long-term plan well long term right now i've got two mortgages on my hands that i can't afford so <laughs> hopefully right now i can stay in the place that i'm at that's our goal at this point and to we finally just got TVs back in the house so my kids have something to do besides go outside and get sunburned. Hmm. We try to make everything as, you know, as natural and as stable for their young little minds. I try to keep them entertained as well as I can and keep them normalized, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can only imagine the stress of not only being a, a mother of three young children, but going through all of this at the same time, um, through housing situation and, and all of that, um, must be, must be quite a bit of stress that, uh, you weren't anticipating a few months ago. That is for sure. It definitely, it definitely put on a lot of stress, but it also took off a lot of stress. It changed me in a different way that I now am a lot more easygoing about things. So I learned something from it. I learned that there is not always a way that you can change it, you know? I can't change how my kids see the world now. I can't change how I feel every time I close my eyes and I see a window break. So, you know, there's just certain things that I can't control or let go of as easily as I thought I'd be able to. And with my kids showing me that fear a lot, it just is really hard to get over. So I just have learned that if I just go with the flow and and do my best to keep life easy for my kids and about my kids and my family, that's all that life is really for. I mean, that's what I can get out of it, right? Right. Right. Well, um, Natalie, we certainly wish you and your family all the best. Uh, it sounds like you've got a, a great attitude about the thing, the whole thing, and um, I know you're. Uh, you will continue to um, uh, uh, to just fine as long as you keep that attitude. And uh, and uh, it sounds like you know. Again, we wish you all the best, um, Mary Beth. Is there anything that you wanted to ask her? Um, I don't think I have anything to ask, but I do just want to say thank you again so much, Natalie, for sharing your story, um, and for just being so open. I think here, a lot of people who've been through the same thing could really benefit from hearing, um, about your experiences and how you, you've been dealing with it and having such a a good attitude for you and your family. Um, so I, I just want to say thank you. Well, thank you for having me on today, you guys. I really, anything to help get the word out that there's other people that are struggling and not just my family, you know? Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you want to add, Natalie? You know, I just want to say really quick, thank you for all the volunteers that actually helped with our house. I have never been so grateful for other people that I have never met. I have always been the person that's like stranger danger, but mm-hmm. that was the most incredible moment in my life to have all those people just help me. And when I had no idea how else I could, what else I, was, I could do. I mean, I was six months pregnant. I couldn't help lift anything, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So thank you to everybody who has 
a volunteer. Mary Beth, is, um, one more question for you. What do you uh, is there anything you want readers to take away from uh, your story on this subject? Yeah, um, I hope it just gives people a little more perspective on the lasting impact of a storm like this, um, how a lot of people have sort of a lot of people who haven't been affected think it's in the past and think, oh, that was months ago, people have moved on, but there's still lasting effects. There's emotional impact, there's trauma, there's financial burden. There's people who are still living in homes that are damaged. Um, so it's far from being over for a lot of people. Um, and I just hope that it gives people more perspective and realize that um, it's, it's not over for a lot of people. Well, um, again, both you and uh, uh, Mary Beth, you and uh, Natalie, I appreciate your joining me today. And uh, really uh, great to hear from you and, and your perspectives on this. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Again, you can catch Mary Beth Kemp's story on the aftermath of the Springdale tornado this weekend in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I want to tell you about some of the other great stories we have coming your way this weekend. Preparations for a new Bentonville fire and police radio system continue. The city council earlier this month approved a change order to a contract with Raycom for the relocation of two communication towers. Our Bentonville reporter, Mike Jones, will have that story. And school districts nationwide are struggling to hire enough bus drivers as they compete with the trucking industry for employees. Find out how our Northwest Arkansas school districts are coping with the driver shortages in a story from our education reporter, Janelle Jessen. The Benville School District is opening a new elementary school next month. Vaughn Elementary School, located just across from the Benton County Fairgrounds, will be the district's 13th elementary school. That's a story I'm writing myself, so be sure to check that out. And Doug Thompson will have a story on the recreational shooting range proposal for Northwest Arkansas revealed by the State Game and Fish Commission at a Northwest Arkansas Council meeting last week. Our River Valley reporters are busy as always. This weekend, Thomas Asente will have a story about Sebastian County Quorum Court concerning how to spend what's left of a $14 million pot of American Rescue Plan funds. Thomas is also uh, looking into a text notification system the county implemented last year and that Fort Smith District Court started using in June for its court system to remind defendants of when they're scheduled to appear in court. This is part of the county's efforts to reduce the jail population. He'll look at how effective that system has been. Don't forget to check out Sunday's What's Up section with all the news about what's happening entertainment-wise. Becca Martin-Brown previews the musical Disaster, which parodies disaster films of the 1970s, also from our Features Department, April Wallace will have a story profiling Marissa Hendricks, founder and president of the Natural State Golden Retriever Club. Again, that's just a sampling of what we've got planned for our readers this weekend. Uh, be sure to check back with us next Friday for a new edition of the Know the News podcast. And if you like it, please subscribe. Just hit that subscribe button on your device right now. If you're interested in subscribing to our newspaper, please do just go to our website at nwaonline.com and click on the subscribe button. Or you can call us at 
5509. Thanks for listening. Again, I'm Dave Perozic, your podcast host this week. Have a great weekend. Stay cool, and until next Friday, so long.